come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Hello, folks. Thank you for listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. For returning listeners, thank you for continuing to listen to our podcast. You are what makes this podcast possible. Well, I mean, and it might just be us, the four of us. Yeah. Like if they stopped listening, we it, would it might go. just be our desire to watch movies and drink. Yeah. That's, all, uh, that's very, a big contributing factor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. big drive. Yeah. Uh, if this is your first time out, thank you for joining. Uh, we hope thank that you for you'll, coming uh, to Waterworld. <laughs> Water I'm glad this. Waterworld. I'm glad this drew you in. <laughs> yep. Uh, please uh, go the extra step and hit the subscribe button or the like or the star rating, or give us a review on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Podcast Addict, mm-hmm. Pod Bay, wherever you found us, because that helps other people find this podcast so we can share the love. And we hope that you'll share the love uh, by contributing and writing into us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Saturday Freak Show. Twitter. At Sat Freak Show. By email. Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. Or on Instagram at Saturday Night Freak Show. Mm. And... These are the internet radio superstars you'll be hearing from this evening. Michaela. Sean. Holly. And I'm Colin. And every week we sit around, we watch a movie that's chosen by one of us, Round Robin, and then we talk about it around the bar while we crack open a few cold ones for your listening pleasure. Tonight's movie was chosen by... Holly. Holly, Me. what did we watch tonight? Waterworld. 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 What a Waterworld. <laughs> What uh, <laughs> what year was Waterworld unleashed upon us? 1995. And who directed Waterworld? Kevin Reynolds. You and, sure about that? And why? Well, because <laughs> yeah. he's Kevin Costner's friend. It was, was mostly Kevin Reynolds. It was. <laughs> it still is. Wait, he, yeah, what? Yeah. I'm oh, hearing yeah, a yeah. story there. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a story there. Yeah. Um, you want to jump into that? Or, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're already here. <laughs> so this film was... See, Miguel and I talked about earlier, it was possibly a passion project. We just don't know whose passion it was, actually. Um, The screenplay started in 1986 and then was later picked up um, for the film. And Kevin Costner was like the person. There was no one else for this film. It was going to be Kevin Costner. He was the driving force. It was going to be Costner the whole time. The director, however, the studio wanted Robert Zemeckis. Mm. And... Kevin Costner insisted his friend, Kevin Reynolds, direct this film. And during the film process, Kevin Costner kind of, well, he was Kevin Costner, who he's his own favorite actor, his own favorite director, and they eventually butt heads. Kevin walks off the set. Reynolds. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) The tale of two Kevins. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Reynolds walks off the set and... Um, basically, Kevin Costner finishes the movie as the director. Mm-hmm. Essentially, because how that this goes. is the Academy Award winning Kevin Costner at this point, right? Yeah. He has yeah. already Dances done with Dances, Dances with, with Wolves. Wolves. Yeah, yeah. See, I remember. I remember. It seems yeah. like history repeated itself because, if memory serves, they had the movie that they had done previous to this was uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That is correct. Where. What was the movie that they met, uh, or like they were childhood friends or something like that, and they did a movie called, was it Fandango? Or yeah, Red yeah, or yeah, Fandango? yeah, Fandango, yeah. This is pre-Kevin uh, Costner becoming a star. Yes. 
And so after Kevin Costner blew up, he said, I want to make a movie with my friend. This will be awesome. We're going to make Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And apparently it turns out that they didn't get along as well as they thought that they would. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, years ago, because that was 91, 95 comes around. They're like, you know what? We should put bygones, be bygones. Let's do another project together. We're going to do Waterworld. Yeah. And it fucked up. And, <laughs> and, and they, they hate each other. Are no, they friends again? And they're friends they, again. They went on uh, to do another project together. What did they do after this? Kevin Reynolds directed The Hatfields and the McCoys. Oh, get the oh, fuck out. Yeah, he did. Oh, Which is actually okay. sure very beautifully easier. directed. A wonderful really mini- miniseries. Made yeah. miniseries. I yeah, love that. It would be better on yeah. land and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So the story has a happy ending, then they patched it all up, they and now they're best buds again. They might be another, like, you know, 15-year hiatus. They're older. They're wiser. You know, it happens. Waterworld 2? Right? Which which has been discussed by the Sci Fi Channel. Oh, well, I mean, why not? If why you're going to do Deep Blue Sea 2, why not do a Waterworld? I mean, why those not? Cheap Rescue yeah. all these sci fi uh, you know, movies maybe and turn they, them into franchises. Maybe a crossover. The sharks from Deep Blue <laughs> Sea invade Waterworld. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, realistically, there should be a lot more of that problem. In yeah. this movie, yeah, there should be a lot yeah. more of a Wasn't monster like problem. Two really swam by in this movie, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Aside from the CGI monster thingy. Oh God, there's so much to talk yeah, about in this uh, movie. <laughs> so uh, what's what is this movie? What is the premise of this movie, Holly? Wait, I think I some I got this. You one. Got, oh, okay. Okay. no, go for it. It's, go for it's it. a tender love story between a woman and a, a loner after an ecological disaster has struck the planet. Done. But like most, sure, yeah. It's like one <laughs> sentence. You got it. High yeah. concept, right? You got no? just a long. You're missing line. another. You're missing another trope in there, though. I think I'm missing a lot. This, well, this fall, this also has a trope you've seen a million times before. Of there is a child that is a secret to this universe that everyone is trying to get, and you got to get her from point A to point B. It's it's this close. The prophecy is never mentioned. I don't think. I don't think they say the word in this, but it, they might as well have. Yeah, She's yeah. The prophecy. Mm, the they, they might one. as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She's the MacGuffin, and for those of you who aren't familiar with the term Alfred Hitchcock came up with it it's the it doesn't matter what the fuck it is it's just what everybody in the movie wants that's why I like movies like Pulp Pulp Fiction Fiction. yeah Yeah. it's like you don't even know what's in it you don't need to know it doesn't matter (laughs) just people want it Mm -hmm. it's Marcellus Wallace's soul (laughs) (laughs) so he's got the bandaid in the back of his head uh-huh. So, but in this one... I like that that was just like an, an uncontrollable outburst. Like you yeah, not help you had to get that out. Could not help you yourself. Thought, you thought this one. up yourself, didn't no, you? No, no, okay, no, no, that's no. what I thought. No, this is out there. This from many either, internet uh, conspiracy me. theory websites. Yeah. So, the girl in this movie that drives the plot, she yeah. had... Well, I guess we have to set up the world, the water world. The water world. Before we can explain what her significance is. Sure. Okay. What's the setting of this film? Water. <laughs> Lots of the ocean. It takes place in a bathtub. It did. <laughs> yes. Uh, the world as they know it has that movie. The world as they know it has been completely covered by ocean. My, melting ice caps and whatnot. So this is the sequel to An Inconvenient Truth. The prequel. Yes. The prequel. <laughs> Well, it takes place in the future. Yeah. I like the way that they got movie trailer guy at the beginning. Yeah, they did. The yeah. future. The polar ice caps have melted in, in a world of water. A yeah. water world. One man. Two women. Oh, God. It is. <laughs> it is. In a world on the edge just of water. Back to it. Water and war. And Dennis Hopper. And water. And Dennis Hopper. Oh, yeah. Dennis Hopper. Yeah. 
They remember that this movie was considered, I believe this is in pre-Titanic dollars, was the most expensive movie. It was. It was ever produced until that period of time. Before yeah. Titanic, the most expensive movie at $175 million. And oh, it, I read more. Yeah, well, later on, it was adjusted to about $235 million mm. after marketing and production and everything. And it didn't make back its budget until home media. Yep. Home media had to break it <laughs> yeah, even. It took yep. a while, but yeah, it got that there. amount of money, that's like, that's crazy. I mean, I guess now when you hear, you know, something costs that much, it always seems like, you know, I mean, like routinely movies are costing well yes. over $100 million on their way to $200 million. And they're usually like these big, you know, mm-hmm. CGI uh Transformers, but this one doesn't have like a whole lot of CGI, you know, that I could spot. I mean, there's like some blue screen. Let's put it this way: there's not. It's not where the money went, right? Yeah, where the money go? The expense was kind of ridiculous. It was in the most insane places. Building of sets, the The, production, yeah, the The Aeola was. the Atola? Atola. Atola. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. the whatever. Aeoli. The Atola. The Atola. Whatever. The Atola. Rock and roller. Oh, I wonder why your thing. head goes yeah. to Mad Max yeah. on this. Yeah. 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 Um, the Atola cost twenty-two million by itself. The first time or the second time? Did you hear about the hurricane? <laughs> the first time. That, so now <laughs> the first time. <laughs> I want to know if there's like tours off the coast of Hawaii where you can go scuba dive in the water I know. wreckage. <laughs> I would do that. I hope so. I'd do that. I don't know why these producers keep on thinking that, you know, it's a good idea to build sets on the water that to you do can't move. big water, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. This movie was so messy. Like the whole thing. They didn't do any research on the weather patterns or anything of Hawaii. So the, they would literally like drift constantly and have to. To reshoot things all the time. Mm-hmm. It was insane. And there was no working bathrooms on any what? of these water sets. Yeah. So they would literally have to stop filming to take people to shore to use the they bathroom. They ferry them back. Like, yeah. everyone got to pee, get on the boat, ferry's going now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They, like, it was such a mess. It was such a mess. Couldn't they have just <laughs> built like 20 of those reclaimers and. Uh... Put some fucking porta potties on the thing. Yeah, you would know. Like, is it really? Is that really more expensive than ferrying people back and forth? Yeah, it was yeah. such a mess. Meanwhile, Kevin Kastner's up in like a dope penthouse. Yeah, that was another time. thing. Yeah, that was another his... thing. The entire crew stayed in like these slums of like Hawaii, and Kevin Costner stayed in a villa that was like forty five hundred dollars a day. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. it was ridiculous. They said the crew said that their condos they're staying in didn't have any insulation, and that there would be like fifty degree temperature changes throughout yeah. the day. It was horrible. So they were they're wow. freezing or sweating their ass off constantly. Wow. Can you imagine porta potties out on the ocean? No, I have a hard enough time. I don't want to imagine that. just. <laughs> yeah, but by that, then we're the saying that it's a miracle that this movie exists at all. I remember yeah. the stories of it, you know, but I remember Titanic also. They were saying like, mm-hmm. you know, Titanic's going to come out and it's going to be this gigantic flop. Who's the lunatic who agreed to spend, you know, over whatever the budget was on that? Yeah. It was the same story on this. They were calling it uh, fish tar. Fish tar, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Kevin's Gate, if I yeah. remember correctly. Oh, yeah. man. In reference to other great movie uh, <laughs> underperformers yeah. or big cost movies that didn't do well. Kevin Costner actually sunk over 20 million of his own money into this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Just yeah. to keep it afloat. Ah! <laughs> Thanks for coming. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> I mean, if that's what paid for his villa, I guess it's not a big deal. I mean, yeah, if you, it'd be one thing if he was like, I'm going to dish out my own money for my own villa, but I don't think that's I don't how it think went that's down. How it went. Yeah. <laughs> I could see him being like, I'm not, that's not my job to pay for that. You know, mm-hmm. I'll gladly pay for all this set production that we don't need. Yeah. But which they used so much steel for this movie, they used the entirety of Hawaii's steel. They had mm-hmm. to like fly more in from LA. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, the sets in this are pretty impressive. They're, I mean, yeah, they're extravagant. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. there's basically the atoll and then mm-hmm. uh, the... The tanker. The tanker. Let's say and, the tanker for now. And the catamaran. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and his... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which we have to talk about. That. Okay, so oh, yeah. he's... So Kevin Costner plays the Mariner. Mm-hmm. The Mariner. Who's basically an X-Man out of time, right? Yes. <laughs> because somehow, now that the polar ice caps have melted and the entire world is submerged, he has grown gills and he can survive. Evolved. Right. Yeah. So he's a mutant. He's toes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which he actually had kind of cool gills. I thought it was, you know, you're expecting the gills on the neck. Yeah, yeah. But behind the ear. That's good. That's I thought it was good. decent. Yeah. yeah. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Right. You can still hide it if you like. I'm sure he wanted to. He just he was tucked on. his hair back there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was growing his long hair. that ponytail out. Yeah. <laughs> He's a hero in the Mad Max mold. Like, very much this is a post apocalyptic Mad Max kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. It's Mad yeah. Max on the water. Yeah. Where he, which is like, how come nobody thought about it bef- to do this before? Like, how do you rip off Mad Max? Everybody kept on doing desert movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kevin Reynolds yeah. and Kevin Costner were like, hey, let's do it on the water. It was a crazy idea. Yeah. <laughs> there a Peter- Mad Max of the air? Peter Ra- is oh, Rainer. Oh, shit. Copyright. We're just going to call it Mad Max of the air. But here's Mad the Max. suggestion that I make to you, Sean, when you make your Mad Max okay. of the air movie. Don't right call it down. based on the place in which it's set. Right? You name it after... Don't name it Skyworld. Skyworld, Sky not Sky a good World. idea. Mad Max, good idea. Mm-hmm. The Postman... Not a bad yeah, idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Naming wise, it's yeah. not a bad idea. Sure. I've seen that movie. No, well, that's you. the other big epic post apocalyptic yeah. yep. Kevin Costner movie, which yeah. I believe he directed that one. I think, right? Yes, that was yeah. him. Where he's also the lone, surly, taciturn hero yeah. who uh, comes out of the whatever. There's gates that you have to yeah. open as you ride up on a horse and, like, I have the mail. Yeah, so right. I yeah. <laughs> I think that happens. That happens in the movie. He shouted, I am the male. Or, you know, start singing mail time as he wrote up. I think that was a thing. Oh, but he yeah. did show up to a gate and they're like, open. Yeah, because that's what you do. I mean, it's reminiscent of a scene in The Road Warrior, the beginning of this film where he rides to the, he rides, he swims, he sails to the atoll to do some trading. Yeah. Uh, and they have to let him in. And it's a big circular, you know, uh, community. Mm-hmm. But the set design we were talking about mm-hmm. in this case is like, Pretty impressive. It is. It's very impressive. All these very little, um, where it seems like they actually have thought out uh, little bits and pieces of like how you would survive in this right. world, right. and you just get like glimpses of them here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm that's good have. world building. Like that's yeah. that's how you yeah. make a, you know your world believable. I don't think that's the problem with this movie. I don't think the world building is the problem. I think it's no. it's other things. But mm-hmm. yeah, this movie also spent a, a significant amount of money CGIing Costner's hairline. Yes, they did. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. They're like a lot of money because it's 1995 he and CGI insisted. is not. And he, yeah, he said, bring my hairline forward. Really? You can tell. Yep. Is that why he's constantly got his hair dripped yep. over the yeah. front of his face? Mm-hmm. God, that was fucking annoying. You can yeah. really tell in the scene where like he's teaching uh, the girl to swim underwater because mm-hmm. like his hair is going back really hard underwater. Oh, and yeah. You can tell like because the more they cut to it, the more it moves up. You can oh, really Jesus. see it in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> He was a huge diva. Just have your pro- just wear a fucking wig, man. Come on, yeah, save in the, the water. water yeah. Yeah. All the time, oh, the man. glue but... will melt away. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. okay. So he's this mutant mariner who mm-hmm. comes to an atoll to mm-hmm. do some trading, where he's greeted by the xenophobic uh, like uh, populace. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is where we're getting like into our like sociological. What's what's this movie about? I don't know. But the idea they're like, he's a mutant and we have to kill him. Like, Naturally. that's their first reaction. Yeah. 
So he didn't. He didn't do it. He wants just wants to leave. <laughs> Let him leave. He's literally trying like, to leave. But he killed yeah. one of our own. He's like you attacked him. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally trying to leave. It's like just he you made your trade. He just wants to go. Stupid people. Yeah. <laughs> Ignorant. Yeah. Churlish. Even when there's only like ten people left in the world, or however many were left. Yeah. You know. There's like a, maybe fifty people left in the world yeah. according to this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Even <laughs> what we saw. He yeah. brought you dirt for your little tree that you got growing in the side. Which of the did thing. anyone else? I mean. There was the scene, he brings in the dirt and, make, and trades for it. He gets the tomato plant. I'm like, you just traded dirt for the tomato. Like, there's dirt in the for tomato dirt? plant. <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. I get, do they not have seeds, though? I guess maybe they don't have seeds. That would be the key factor there. Gotcha, yeah. And the dirt they had traded somebody else for. So dirt's like a commodity here because yeah. no one really has ever seen it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's like as valuable as fresh water to them. Right. I like the way everybody seems always to be starving, but like there's fish everywhere. Like, right. You know, yeah. Fish. But how long have they been like fishing? Like have they fished? <laughs> have they fished out the ocean? Like is it? Is it just empty? Well, now the, the ocean's full of mutant only, fish. But like, there's only if there's only like fifty people. What are those giant sea creatures eating? You know. It's true. Yeah. I, I like know. the way that uh, you know. I also thought it was an interesting detail that, like, instead of wearing uh, clothing made out of like leather, they wore clothing made out of like fish skin, <laughs> all sewed together. Yeah. <laughs> or what was do. it? The uh, the bottle or the can? Um, like the like pop? The, the like, like six pack rings? rings? Yeah. 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 String enough of those together, yeah. and that'll. I'll keep you going. Yeah. Later on, they're all you know. Somebody is uh, you know. I have. Paper. Have you ever seen paper? But I'm like, but they have cloth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have so where'd that come what from? Was, and what was she coloring on earlier in the movie? Like she was coloring on something. Like it looked paper. like a yeah, yeah. Plus, uh, he's got like National Geographic's. Yeah, well, I guess he just wants like new, new words or something. Assuming he can read, can they read uh, his like language? I mean, like written on. language, still a thing. I don't. That's know. what I'm saying. Like, was the was he getting at that it's just valuable because it's paper, or is it valuable because of what's on the paper? Like, I never that was never really clear to He's, me. Yeah. He like, seems to be looking through the. I think there were pages from magazine, weren't mm-hmm. they? He was looking through them as if he knew what he was looking for, and then mm. he didn't find any information that was new to him. Mm, that's maybe. how I. That's how I saw it. I don't know. Mm. Quite possibly. Yeah. I don't know. I was still I was just trying to grapple with, like, can they actually yeah. understand what's written? Well, there? and the one dude, uh, the the mouse dude from Green Mile, whatever his name is. Mm. He, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's what he's from. I thought he was from Fisher King. Is he in Fisher King, too? He might be. He's one in, of the bums. Uh, what does he lose a finger in? What's that movie? Somebody, <laughs> doesn't somebody bite off one of his fingers in a movie? It sounds it's right. Like a bad guy. It sounds it's, it's right. Like drops, it's Drop Zone, I think. That might be Drop Zone. I think it's Drop Zone. All right. The Wesley Snipes sure. classic. That's Come right. on, people. <laughs> drop Zone. <laughs> Passenger 57. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you watch this movie, but those you don't know. I've, I've watched Passenger 57. I've seen Drop Zone, but it kind of, yeah. Long time ago. Somebody, yeah. yeah, he loses a finger in that movie. He's bleeding for most of Yeah, but what about this guy? Um, yeah. At, at one point, he when he's talking about... Um, he's talking about her map. He's got different papers, and he can. He seems to be able to decipher them. Oh, and that's remember? right. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. you said her map. What are we talking about? The child. The uh, the prophesied one. Alana. The prophecy. <laughs> Alona. Alana. Uh, Anola. 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 Which is alone backwards. Oh, oh, oh shit! God. Yeah, wow. so goddamn clever. Isn't it? <laughs> I, I almost just walked away. God. This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I bet you that was fucking Kevin Reynolds being like, "Watch this. I got an idea here, guys. 
Well, fucking was, nailed it. This <laughs> movie was like co-written by David Tui. Yeah, or, yeah. he was the second writer, so maybe the he was the play, first. One. Yeah, the he screenplay did, um, was uh, um, Peter Radner. Who's he now? Uh, he wrote Escape to Witch Mountain. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. So we're going to credit <laughs> David Tui for the good <laughs> stuff. Who did uh, Pitch Black and uh, Perfect Getaway yeah. and all the Riddick yeah. movies. He had oh, the yeah, original. Peter Rader had the original screenplay for. He started and in, 19, Warlock, in 1986. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. Mm-hmm. He started <laughs> well, in 1986. He was, a, okay. he was the original. I think David so uh, Tui uh, took it over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then later the on. Joss Whedon rewrite? Yeah. Then later on, Joss Whedon was brought in for rewrites. What? Uncredited? Uncredited. Holy smokes. He did not have a good time. I didn't feel. It. He didn't said it, feel it come no. through. He at said all. it was seven weeks of hell. Yeah, <laughs> doing whatever Kevin Costner told him yep. to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we're really dealing with. Oh yeah, JFK was before this too, right? Kevin Costner was a big fucking deal high. right then. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why this yeah. whole movie was riding on Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Literally. well, I guess they'd have to. Like, yeah. why else would they give it a budget of that? You know, yeah. insane <laughs> amount. Like, this is a commercial idea. Water world, mm-hmm. you know, it just sounds bad. Yeah, you know, when you hear the title, it sounds like, like a really world. lame theme park. Like, it yeah. is, it sounds like it a is. super lame. It's in theme California, park. Really? yeah, because I kept googling water world and I kept finding this fucking water park <laughs> with all the slides. Yeah. Of course, right? It's water world. It'd be great if there were just like Kevin Costner statues there and yeah. rides featuring. Wait, is this based movie? on the movie? No. no. Oh, okay. It's just, no. No one wants to license this yeah. movie into anything. No. no. I thought there was a Waterworld theme park that was maybe still open based on this movie. I mean, one of the Universal. Truly, I didn't look up any information about said water parks that kept popping up. So maybe it's Waterworld themed. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I maybe James it. Cameron's Pandora replaced it. Right. Yeah. Probably one of those <laughs> deals. I yeah. don't remember. I've seen maybe. Hopefully, God. No, I've, I've been to both of them. I have. I don't remember any Waterworld okay, stuff. Could maybe. Be wrong. Oh God. Yeah. Maybe something. Something, something may have. They're just like we're gonna get all we can out of this. because yeah, half this park to yeah. Waterworld. We're, we're gonna, gonna make this movie money. a hit. God damn it! Some way or another, there may have been something involved. But yeah. All right. So this girl. Sorry. Yeah. The girl. Not the prophesied one, but this girl who is the key to everything. She's the MacGuffin. Has a map tattooed on her back. Yeah. The girl from Andre. That. Yeah. <laughs> is that what she's from? Tina. Yeah. Tina Majorino. She was later in um, Napoleon Dynamite. She played yes. Deb. Get and, the what? Fuck out. Yep. Yeah, Holy shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, wow. and then uh, she actually played uh, on Big Love with Gene uh, Triplehorn. Oh, right. right. She's been oh. on yeah. Grey's Anatomy. She's, she's been on a lot of she's stuff. Been yeah. A lot of stuff. She's, she's got. She's working. A lot more lately. She's yeah. working. She's got a pretty decent career going. But yeah. yeah she was Deb. Famously Deb from Napoleon Dynamite. Famously yeah. from Andre. Let's just. All right. And we're saying it's the. Playing with Gene Triplehorn again is a yes. thing because she's with Gene Triplehorn in this movie. Yes. As right, her so like pseudo mother. As the yeah. pseudo mother who takes care of the girl who has the map that leads to dry land and everybody wants it. And so they end up escaping from the atoll with Kevin Costner after the atoll comes under attack by the evil smokers. The smokers. And who are the smokers? They're they're your uh, local street toughs, ruffians. Um, New age pirates. Yeah, yeah, they have jet skis, which like, okay, if you're going to have street toughs in a movie, they need to be super stylized. Like, that's their thing. And I was kind of disappointed in their look. It wasn't very cool. It's, it's, well, 
Like I wanted their jet skis to be like super pimped out like and like just like yeah, or just like I you mean, know, it's like the motorcycles of the water. Basically. At least right. just a cool paint job. You, you know, want, you wanted else. you wanted Fury Road. Yeah, yeah, I wanted them to be stylized. <laughs> yeah, so I I did too. I, yeah. I hear you. Yeah, they do yeah. pull some pull off some neat tricks with those. Yeah, things, they do. When they go yeah. from yeah. surface to underwater right. to yeah. surface again, or even being tied underneath, waiting to ambush him. Later yeah, that on. was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. some cool stuff they do with that. There's a lot of pretty good stunt work in this, which was. Surprising, yeah. like going back to it, I'm like the stunt. You know, like just seeing actual people do these stunts. Even Kevin Costner's doing some swinging through the yeah. air shit. That I was like, mm-hmm. wow. I mean, you know, yeah, it's unusual he seeing a, a big yeah. star do. Oh, yeah, you know, he was having the time of his life. It looks like it. That's yeah. like I get to the do passion this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you see the way he drove that boat. Like he was his he camera that. Yeah, he practiced no, like, that. No, like his life. actions around that boat were like really fluid. Like, they were. It's just like yeah. it's like he knew what he was doing. He did mm. things and levers and shit. It's just like damn, he really wanted to do this. Yeah, he yeah. can't do del- he can't deliver dialogue, but he drove that catamaran. He just wants to be Water Han Solo. That's he what does. he's trying to do through this <laughs> he whole really movie. Does. Yeah, I mean he's definitely he really trying does. to play a badass. One that's uh, uh, they kind of uh, mythologize later on in one of those like kind of. It's like when you do that in a movie, it's when the girl is explaining to her captors, the smokers, that like he's coming and he's so badass that he's going to kill every single one of you. He doesn't feel fear or pity he can't or remorse. Can't be bargained with. He's just going to come to get me and kill everybody else. And you're like, it's borderline like. Laughable, yeah. or like yeah. it's too we have not it seen is, any of that. Especially yeah. with the cut two of him just walking through the ship at that point, yeah, kind yeah. of strangling dudes yeah. and what have you. It, yeah, some of that felt a little. Uh, it is a little laughable, but especially when you know that it's like this is the passion project of uh, you know, like producer Kevin Costner. That mm-hmm. you know, to, to refer to your character in that way, I get the yeah. same kind of feeling off the latest Mission Impossible movie, mm-hmm. oh. where Tom Cruise is like, you know, they talk about him like he's unstoppable. He's the most awesome guy who's ever lived. I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is mm-hmm. ego stroking. Yeah. Like, you would not believe. That's how the latest Triple uh, X movie is too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> that's I, the worst version. I wanted to. I wanted to think that maybe it was like just this little girl trying to use scare tactics but then you get this shitty ass score that suggests no he's like a fucking helping. hero yeah, yeah. Yeah, the score in this movie it sounds like like um like public domain's mecha scores yeah. like it sounds like public domain versions of like back to the future at certain points yeah but then at other it's, points it sounds completely different it's it is unfortunate because it's um Oh, what's his name? Uh, James uh, Newton Howard, Newton Howard yeah. who did who's done a lot. Yeah, he's, he's a done, good one. He's he what he's like signs Six Sense. He did like all no. Shyamalan movies. Yeah. He recently he's done like Fantastic Beasts and The Hunger Games. Like he's done a lot There's of a shit. Part of uh, Batman Begins. Yeah. With, yeah. So I was like really surprised at how inconsistent this was. Well, is it is it his fault or is he trying to match? The inconsistency of the tone of the movie. This is the thing, you know, I guess bringing up the smokers, right? Mm-hmm. The smokers are introduced in these scenes that set them up as almost a comedic, like bumbling group of redneck hillbilly idiots who mm-hmm. listen to, um, I mean, it's like country twang, right? Yeah, they speak like, with uh, southern accents. They smoke a lot, which I'm like, where are they getting the tobacco from? But whatever. I know. Yeah. They <laughs> drink 
like can't poke fish, holes in it. and you're like, where are they getting the alcohol? We're like, okay, yeah. 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 right? Yeah, they yeah. they live on a gigantic tanker that's full of oil, which I wonder where that out. comes from. But they're also smoking aboard that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because they're the smokers. I'm like, okay, so they're gonna be putting out big plumes of black smoke or something, right? The other ones are polluting the world, and they're just evil because of this. But all their scenes are played almost, I thought, for like, I guess, like bumbling comedic. You know, like you can't yeah. take them seriously as yeah. villains. Yeah. Even Dennis Hopper's dialogue is uh, cheesy it's, as it's, fuck. Yeah, it comes he's off the as leader comedic of to me. He's too yeah. good for this. Like, this movie's beneath him. He's a, like, he's a better bad he, guy than he got to be in this movie. If this movie was made now, it, that would have been that would be Michael so, Rooker. Michael so Rooker many, would be in that yes, role. <laughs> it would be Michael Rooker. Yeah. So many people passed on that part. I know the it list was, of people yeah, that passed is Sam insane. Jackson, um, Gary Oldman, Jack uh, Nicholson, Jack Nicholson. Um, uh, who the fuck else? There was some other. They people. went down. Everybody. Yeah. Nobody. Gene wanted. Hackman. Yeah. Like a lot of people passed on this movie. <laughs> well, it feels like there's not like a whole lot to the, like. He's a one dimensional villain. It feels yeah. like, mm-hmm. especially it's summed up in a big scene, which is reminiscent of a scene in Mad Max Fury Road where Morton Joe addresses, his, you know, the, the 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 he's up on a ledge above all of his uh, subjects. Mm-hmm. And he gives this speech about why he's after dry land, which doesn't make any goddamn sense, I thought, with the, the rest of the movie. You no. tell me if I'm wrong. But he's like, we want to find dry land because when we find it, we're going to bulldoze every tree and we're going to burn every what all this. Th- and we're going to in the name of development and progress. And you're like, what in the fuck are you talking it about? Makes- the world is over. Yeah. Like, aren't you people just looking for somewhere where you can. It's a little hang out and not have to worry about drowning or you know. Yeah. It's uh, a little uh, too on the nose political. Mm-hmm. It really is. They get him more than that. That was the <laughs> yes, jo- they joke that you were talking <laughs> oh, about. God. Yeah. So they're always talking about the name of Joe, blah blah blah, and the captain of the the ship is uh, Joe. What's his last name? Uh, I'm not sure, but he was the captain of the Exxon Valdez. Yeah. Which it turns out is what they're on. Yeah. yeah. Which I have a huge problem with. <laughs> that was the tanker that broke apart on the in, in the Arctic. Yeah. In Prince Alaska, William Sound, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. flooded the beach with yeah. oil. It was yeah. like one of the worst natural. Yep. Or man-made disasters, yeah. I think, and yeah. the cleanup took years and years and years. Mm-hmm. So these guys, the smokers, well, the you know they're was, bad. The captain was drunk, yeah. So, yeah, the captain yeah. was drunk. Yeah. So these are his descendants or something. They all call themselves cousins, which is another, like, you know, dig it, like, you know. Very inbred, that, yeah. 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 But here's the thing. This movie is allegedly set in the year 2500. The future. So they have a 5,000-year-old oil tanker they're rolling around on. 500? 500. 500-year-old? 500 Still, yeah. they have right. a 500-year-old tanker they're rolling uh, around on. Yeah. Are they like, using 500 years worth of like petroleum also like the oil how is that ship it? still holding up though you yeah know? the like, rust yeah. and all that like yeah because yeah. you never take it take it into dry dock or anything never like that. No. it's always in the water right. yeah. yeah there's a yeah. lot of issues and there's a there's like several shots no at the sense. end of like you see the exxon valdez yeah. like close up yeah. at the end so like they don't even try to like you know well they were i think that yeah. was the intention once you right. saw it it's like the audience right. goes <laughs> i get the it knowing in joke uh, for the audience yeah. in 1995 oil spills are hilarious mm-hmm. uh, that's funny <laughs> I guess we could have said that we don't know 
when, like, the ice caps could have melted. Like, it may not necessarily have been, like, 500 years since it melted to where they are now. Like, it could have happened in the future from here, you know what I'm saying? But the Exxon Valdez was in the 80s, that's, though. But that's so what I'm saying, but there's yeah. all this evidence that points to that not yeah. being true, because yeah. also we're in a time where people have gotten used to this so much that they've mutated. Mm-hmm. Like, this is far. Well, it seems to me they do say something about, like, hundreds of years yeah. ago. They do, like, yeah. referring to... You know the the ways of the folks who lived here before us, or you know yeah. whatever. Because we, we never hear in the actual movie what the time frame is. It's just that was that was later on. A someone from the movie said that that's what it was supposed to be. So mm-hmm. it could be for all we know later than it. It's an indeterminate future time period. The only thing we have to go on is they said a couple hundred years or a few hundred years. So either yeah. evolution is happening really quickly. Or ships hold up forever. <laughs> yeah. no. I'm going with the latter. It's totally <laughs> ships. It's that, yeah. Yeah. We Great A American steel. We could set a sequel to this in like the Maldives when the when they when the Maldives finally sink under the water and those people have to like go off yeah. new land. Uh-huh. We could film this as a documentary soon. Oh well, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. But yeah. That'd be the actual water world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beyond water world. Uh, Above water Beco- world. Becoming water world. world. Becoming water world. Becoming yeah. water world. Water world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Kevin Costner, the Mariner, gets saddled with these, uh, um, I don't know. It's like he's a jerk, right? It's just a self-centered. He's a loner. He's a lone wolf, Colin. But yeah. he, like, there's a difference between being a lone wolf and pushing a kid off a boat, you know? Like, those are not mutually exclusive She colored things, on but... his boat, Michaela. <laughs> no, she colored. <laughs> Well, at the beginning, I thought, like, okay, so maybe he had some kind of, you know, he's a guy who lives alone and has all this stuff all plotted out, and he's an amphibious amphibious man, so he's like a new race or something, right? Yeah. And he's figured out that, like, he only can have so much weight on his boat in order for to survive and to go at the speed that he needs to go to right. survive from the smokers that are patrolling yeah. the, the oceans. And so he's like, we got to throw the the girl in. The, like, you can stay. The girl's got to go in. Like, even how they got on his boat, like, why he didn't toss them both off as soon as he got out of yeah. the atoll. Because he needs them to get out of uh, right. the captivity. Right. I right? got you out. Off. Yeah. Oh. Just throw him overboard. Because that's the type of character he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. But you have no movie, Colin. <laughs> just... Well, help me understand, Sean. I'll try. Then, right? Because uh, the movie does hinge on the idea that he his character is going to change and find compassion and love for uh, the woman and the girl uh, the, in his charge, right? Yeah. And he will go out of his way to protect them when, you know, prior to the self-preservation says you, you just take off and go your own way. Uh, when does that happen? Too late. It happens. It happens when he trades paper for her to be raped, and then he has a change of heart in the middle of like that happening. And they yeah, almost played off as uh, well. He didn't find what he was looking for, so he so, sins his deal. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Like, had he found something useful, yeah, yeah. who knows? Yeah, because mm-hmm. we can't re- tell how to read that scene, right? If, yeah. if yeah. it's actually it's like, a it's conscience, like, was, was this his plan all along? Was it a trick? Was it no? Yeah, because that's why I can't yeah. tell if he can read or not. Right? If he can't yeah. read, he's sitting there, and it's his conscience tells yeah. him. Yeah, this is wrong. I got to go do something about it. If he can read and he didn't get his info, and he's just like, oh, shit. Now I can't. And it looked like he was, like, making an attempt to read the pages, you know? Like, he was pulling. It wasn't just like he's like, got paper. Sweet. He was yeah. actually, like, pulling them out and looked like he was trying to read them at least. So Yeah. yeah. He's almost yeah. ape-like sometimes in the way he moves and sits down. Just, 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 
The character choice. He really strikes a pose, though, when, like, they're doing the wide shots of his catamaran and he's up on the sail. Like, that's when oh, he's yeah. like, this is the money shot. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He, this, yeah. yeah, it's like, all right, this is, he, a money shot was said many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. This is the money shot. There's yeah. some good action moments in this. There yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Or at least, yeah. Some good action moments, some good shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not without its merits. Yeah. Some decent choreography and oh, just mm-hmm. ideas for like what you can do, like on this little catamaran. Uh, you know, yeah, it's yeah, like him swinging around at different posts on the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, the catamaran also like all sorts of shit pops out of it. Like it just looks like, yeah, eh, it looks like a catamaran. Like, but no, it actually has a below deck. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it pops out gigantic sails and parachutes and all this other stuff. Like you know, whatever you need. Yeah, it's, it's like like, auto, like automatic sails and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's yeah. kind of awesome. He engineers all this stuff himself, does he? I would assume. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Somebody trades for people to like. I need you to build uh, this, this way. Mm. So this pops up. This. Everything in this movie, like even when they were at the toll and like stuff was happening, operates like a Rube Goldberg machine. Like something falls into something else and knocks this over, and then it all like completes this yeah. mousetrap circuit. You know. Did you just pull? Exactly. <laughs> this is more fun. He's like, I love the water a lot. I gotta make some fun. Well, I guess my to me maybe you gotta help me out if it felt different for you. But the idea that like because I mean I guess the what they had set up of what his character was in the beginning of the movie, right? Self centered loner doesn't give a fuck about anybody. Wants to throw these women off the boat as a lime tree. And has a lime tree. All of a sudden, wants to uh, protect them and help them out. Like it seemed like it was all of a sudden. Like right. now, I'm going to help you. And like, right. but why? Why? What is? What's changed? Right. But there's nothing in his past that says like he's experienced this before or had a family previously or anything. Anything that would give what is uh, a motivation. For we have no family. backstory. For no him. backstory in him whatsoever. Why he would feel this way towards these people. Mm-hmm. Like, because I imagine his life is is collecting dirt, going in, trading off, getting what he needs to survive, and going back out, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It feels like that's it for this character. And well, these people come along, and like you asked, like why would he just all of a sudden be like, "I need to"? They help me get out, but he always says, "We're even." You help me get yeah. out, so you could get out. Until one day, all of a sudden, he's not, and it's like, where did this come from? Maybe, maybe. This is what's She's covered. Getting naked will change a lot of minds. <laughs> <laughs> or at least her stunt double, her body. I was her body say, it was it was it her was body a, double, butt double. It was a butt double. Yeah. A Which is funny because she was naked before this movie and went on to do nude scenes after this movie. But this yeah, movie, basic instinct. This movie, she refused. Interesting. <laughs> she said this movie is not worth it. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. No, well, it's you know it's this bright sun or whatever. Maybe she has delicate skin. Sure, sure, okay. sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> so her kid, wow. her kid alone, whatever it's fucking called, her kid can't swim. Can't swim. So we live in an environment where people are literally evolving dev gills and web toes because we've only lived in this water world for so long. But yet her kid cannot even fucking can't swim. swim. Even Kevin Castle's like, never met anyone I couldn't swim before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a Darwin Award, man. You yeah, can't swim. So you can't survive. That's your problem. Like, yeah. She's a baby. You throw that thing into the water. Yeah. Like, you got to learn this at some point. Yeah. But to the movie's idea, it's like this is uh, like a hint that she actually wasn't born into water world or she comes from the fabled dry land. Right. So Mm -hmm. she didn't, wasn't born in water. She Mm -hmm. was born on land and then had to, cause this is the idea, right? That all the good guys, kind of marginal good guys, all, everybody wants to find dry land, uh, following the map on her back. Mm -hmm. 
because they just want to have like a decent life. They're like, well, right. you know, we weren't supposed to like, you know, swim because we don't, you know, we've got legs and we can walk and we've got yeah. hands and whatever. Um, and her, uh, her not being able to swim is also a tool for a scene where she, he could bond with her and teach her to swim. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they become friendly. And then after that. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, I'm wondering if this is the stuff that's that we missed because we saw the theatrical cut, which mm-hmm. probably if you're listening to this, you have also seen the theatrical cut. Yeah. I would, I would think so. It. I would think so. Mm-hmm. Which is like two hours and twenty minutes long. But is this commercially available? Is the director's cut? Or is this a bootleg that you were talking oh, about? Was, uh, IMDb listed it that the three-hour length. If you look at yeah, the IMDb yeah, for this movie, I, it's the three-hour one that yeah. they list. A forty-minute difference. Yeah. Forty minutes. I heard it's just all deleted scenes added back in. But I heard uh, fans, fans, quote unquote, uh-huh. have <laughs> taken it and made their own version of it. I don't. But there's also yeah. it's listed as a director's <laughs> cut somewhere. So that the, there's who, a fan. Who, what director yeah. put this together? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, yeah, Costner or Reynolds. Yeah, like, but yeah, there is there is a minutes. there is a fan version where they take all the footage and they fill in the holes of this movie. Mm. You shouldn't have to do that as a fan. You shouldn't have to do that for the movies you love. They well, should tell you the whole story. <laughs> I mean, that's devotion right there. Well, otherwise, the thing would just drag on forever. I assume without that, like uh, taken out. But it, the the loss of it, I think, is that kind of like jarring. I mean, the tonal shifts between mm-hmm. you know. Uh, the, the, yeah, oh my the, god, the <laughs> editing in this movie is <laughs> That's a big total shift. There's a close up of Gene Triplehorn and Kevin Costner talking. Cut to a wide shot. It's daytime. Cut back to them. It's nighttime. Yep. Man. Day for night. Happened man. way too much. It's like, that's the sun, but we're going to say that it's the moon. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The Casting yep. the uh, reflections on the water. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's fine. Mm-hmm. Can I ask um, a question about this uh, girl's tattoo on her back? Does nobody besides the little girl in the future know how to draw? No. Everyone's right. like, we'll just cut it off her back and we'll be fine. Like, fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, this is not trace it. I mean, you already had the artist guide like painting an eye for Dennis Hopper. Have yeah, him do it. Have have, you, you set up that someone can paint. Have them, you know, copy it down. Yeah. No one's a portrait. No one does girl. portraits anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This seems easy to me. Yeah. 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 You don't right need the yet. girl. You just need the map. <laughs> Not a hard thing to do. Yeah. So do it already. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we also established earlier that uh, Kevin Costner has been trading dirt with uh, folks, and the dirt has a significant dollar value. I don't understand how this economy works. No. Because they don't explain it ever. Right. They trade in chits, which are like coins, basically. Right. Is that only at the atoll? Maybe. That's the only place I heard it was yeah. mentioned. Like, they're, like, they're like tokens that you can take in various places at the atoll and trade them in. Okay. So when you meet another uh, sh- ship-faring seafarer. Traders. And- you just trade junk that you've picked up yeah. along the yes. way or whatever yeah. the hell. Okay. So you're not trading chits. Chits mm-hmm. are just at the just, only good at the place. Okay. Yeah. You your like Chuck E. T's tokens, you know? They're only yeah. good there. Only good at Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah. I don't that was know the why worst. That, is. that was a great yeah. comparison. <laughs> why can't you just take up yeah. your crap to the bar and go like, look, I've got, you know, like a car mirror Give me some water. Because, because have- Jean Triplehorn doesn't know the value of that car exactly. mirror. Yeah. She doesn't know. Yeah. That's not her She's job. She's never seen one in her life, yeah. you know? That's not her this job. It's a pretty evolved uh, society, then. They've got banking and, like, all this stuff. Yes. 
Yeah. All right, then. Yeah. So where does Kevin Costner get his dirt? If he hasn't actually been to dry land. Everyone thinks because he has the dirt. Yeah. Which is a pretty good ploy on his part. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I know where it is. Look at this. I got dry land. I've been to dry land. But he hasn't, has he? No, he got it from another pirate. Bitch. Yeah. Did he? No, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah, he did. No, he, he, didn't. he said he got it. From- yeah, that's that's what he says. That's he a story. Said, he said he got it from another pirate. That's a story. story though. He's actually going and getting as much of it as he wants. From below. Oh, from underwater. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Forgot about that. In a spectacular scene <laughs> that I remember from first seeing this movie, he takes Gene Triplehorn on a voyage to the bottom of the sea. Yeah, it seemed really long, didn't it? That's I said that a lot during this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those scenes were pretty long. Yeah. You can tell they did like 10 minutes in front of the green screen and they just kept using that yeah. shot uh-huh. parts of him kicking and dragging Which, so I'm fun. saying editor, man. Oh, editor God. asleep at the wheel in this movie. Uh, Which fun... Fun fact. Let's go a little longer. <laughs> nope, nope, keep going, keep going. <laughs> fun fact, the underwater city was a CGI'd version of Denver. Hmm. Yeah. Is it a fun fact? <laughs> it was fun or for me to tell fact. you just now. Just or are you just relaying information? It was fun for me to tell you that just now. <laughs> okay. She's wow. under contract by yeah. Kevin Costner to, d- yeah. to tell a certain number yeah. of fun this, facts. Are you a descendant? This is where we find out Kevin Costner is from Denver. Like he no, and uh, Kevin yeah. Reynolds met yeah. in a high school in Denver. I assumed he was I'll from a ranch. Denver if they end up in Hawaii. I assumed he was from a ranch in like Montana. I feel like he always ends up out there. It wasn't Hawaii? That was like the top of like the that was Hawaii. Or that something, was Hawaii. but they're not ice capped anymore because the water level's risen and now it's overgrown. I mean, it was filmed in Hawaii. Well, shot in Hawaii. If you um, actually the her tattoo, the Chinese symbols on the tattoo were coordinates, latitude, and longitude for Mount Everest. Holy shit! I yeah. didn't know you spoke Chinese. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you learn something new every single day. So they end up at Mount Ever- on Mount Everest. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. This is probably the actual movie lore, right? Yeah. That's where they are. The highest peak. Yeah. Okay. That's dry land. <laughs> this is the top. Of oh, Mount wow. Everest. It would have been great if they would have yeah. told us that in the movie. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. How many weeks does it take to sail to? Wait, they flew because uh, they have yeah. the uh, the gyro Blip. captain. Yeah, right from the Mad great Max. and powerful Oz yeah. machine. Because yeah. <laughs> that was literally ripped from oh, Wizard yeah. of Oz. Yeah. Trickoff's yeah. gyro captain. Yeah. <laughs> you introduce him at the beginning of losing control of it. Pops up right after their sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> like literally floats in over them right after their sex scene. Yeah. Oh, man. Wouldn't would it would it unfortunately play sex scene too right after her? He's he's already hit the down button, so he's like he can't stop. He's like, I'm sorry, I don't know how to control it. I promise, I'm not looking. He just lands next to them. Well, well, that not only that that makes it unfortunate timing, but also, and it's probably just in the editing. But her daughter just went missing, and they just like. Or like, oh my god, destroyed. where is she? The boy's destroyed. They have nothing else to do. Okay, if it wasn't if it wasn't the first time, it'd be understandable. But this is the first time they're boning. She just lost her for all intents and purposes. She's very vulnerable, Michaela. She needs to know why she needs to continue on, Michaela. Life affirming sex. Vulnerability is a very real thing, Michaela. (laughs) Oh, this also sets up the sequel, right? Where like she starts producing uh, fish people. Fish people. Uh, Hybrid. Yep. Yeah. Nope, that's right, a better movie. This movie doesn't deserve that thought. Uh huh. You gotta come back every now and again to be like, hey. 
Yeah. Back. Did you miss me? Just thought yeah. of a better ending. That made me think of a better ending for this movie. So you know the end... Spoilers uh, for horror movie ending with like fish people. Spoilers for spoilers for Children of Men. If you haven't seen it, skip this part right now. Uh, but you know the end of Children of Men when like Clive Owen's on the boat with her, you know, and she's yeah. pregnant, and he like puts his hand on her stomach. That with those two, and she's pregnant with his fish baby. There you go. Um, Starting a whole new race in Waterworld. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yep. And like, just a fish yeah. yeah. You're speaking my language. Yeah. 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 There it is. Yeah. And then hard cut to black, and yeah, yeah. I'm sold. And then just yeah. Like, <laughs> the end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If only. It would have been brilliant. Well, they, before we get to the end, there has to be the, you know, the bad guys do kidnap the girl. Yeah. yeah. And take her to the Exxon Valdez. Yeah. Oh, where they're gonna? It feels like we covered this, but I, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, on an oil tanker. Yep, and Kevin Costner's got to do the uh, final, you know, uh, uh, Rambo, gonna run in there by himself. It is Rambo, it's and like take care of all these dudes. Yeah. dudes mm-hmm. yep. Well, he does have like some interesting abilities, which they exploit. The movie exploits, you know, the idea that like, well, he can dive down. On top of two du- two dudes on jet skis, pull them into the water, and then he just has to hold them underwater right. because he can breathe underwater. Makes I thought sense. that was kind of like, yeah, that's right. He probably yeah. kills a lot of people this way. Apparently, yeah. he's so strong too; he can hold two dudes by their ankles and yeah. just keep it's them underwater. underwater that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but like underwater. the two of them, he's like Aquaman, except Ooh. he doesn't commune with fish. Which would make his life a lot easier. Well, we don't know that. Yeah, he, I mean, he sort <laughs> he of might. does. He makes himself human bait to, you know, catch those those the monsters monster thing, and then kill them awesome. and eat them. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed it only showed up in one shot. Yeah. 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 I wanted yeah. CGI shot. I wanted yeah. more fish monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wanted to see what it was. I know. This is like a shark whale. Felt like it. A mutant shark whale that sleeps during the day and is only awake in the twilight it. hours. We call, we call this, this is a plot device. Yeah. yeah. I do love that, you know, when they slap the big yeah. chunk of it, whatever the hell, it blubber yeah. on the fire. Should you be having fires on your... What are they using for fuel? I don't know. I mean, like, all this... They have fires throughout this movie where I'm like, what are they using for... The, I was very concerned about the fuel consumption yeah. and where it came from. <laughs> so There's the, the pull quote for the episode. <laughs> The what? Is that what he's talking about when he's looking for resin? No, resin was for boat repairs. Oh, to, to seal things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. It's because the fucking smokers have not and been using it on the Exxon Valdez. They've used up all the resin. That's why it's in such scarce supply. And that's why the Exxon Valdez still around. There's still a shit ton of holes in the side, enough for him to climb up yeah, the side of the whole holes. fucking ship just yeah. like it's a rock climbing wall. <laughs> I was trying. Just trying. Trying. Put, <laughs> this movie doesn't deserve that effort, though. So no. Oh shit! <laughs> Spoiler warning. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Uh, no. I mean, I think that's what we need to talk about. He doesn't get to do much, and he doesn't. He doesn't give her in, like really any good no. one-liners, which no. he should. And it's not like outrageous craziness, Dennis. Hopkins. No. Yeah. It's kind of like. He gets yeah. like he gets some one-liners, but they're not good. No, they're, they're not they're memorable. Just, no, were they Josh Whedon one-liners, David Tooley one-liners, or Peter Raider. Deming? But Raider, 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 yeah, one-liners. They don't feel like Josh Whedon one-liners. He plays a character called Deacon. Why? Yeah, 
Why Deacon? Don't know. He's Don't know. chosen that moniker along with his coat. Yeah. <laughs> I think the coat led to the name. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. What are they wearing? Were they wearing also like fish scales and fish? Yeah, he had skins? he had those like he had those rings, the plastic rings mm. on his coat. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the thing. they're making a big common. All that stuff. Pollution, big, pollution. big on the whole pollution, pollution thing. Yeah, because they make a. Uh, somebody says I don't think it's one of the smokers, one of the atoll people say that the ancients did this right. The state of the world, you know, it was like something they did caused the world to be the way that it is yeah. mm-hmm. ergo greenhouse Close. gases yeah that's right this is a <laughs> cautionary tale dennis hopper loses an eye early on to the mm-hmm. mariner and then making him more menacing looking yep because i mean that's what you do i guess with your uh psychotic you gotta have something yeah, yeah. his yeah. eye patch was pretty cool it was pretty the, cool. like metal eye patch was pretty awesome his, eye, right. what, his eye patch his fucking crazy prosthetic eye was awesome. That was uh, for one scene. That was pretty great. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't keep that one around. What did, I guess. What did too he expensive. say? It felt like a cold pile of shit in his eye. Is that what he said? It felt like it was something like that. Cold I was like, something. wait, what? Like that. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? It looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he smokes a lot. They all smoke. Mm, yeah, they, they all smoke a lot. I, I was, you know, because they're. Uh, and the gasoline and all the things that they drive smoke. Mm-hmm. They're also somebody read that wrong, like in the prop department, and they're just like, "All right, so we need cigarettes for the smokers." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I guarantee that's exactly that, that's what happened. Oh my god. <laughs> the smokers. Oh, okay. Correct the code. And yeah. Yeah. I did think I, like that was kind of a lame name for your ruffians, you know? Like, right. I feel like it was just like the general theme, though, like all the political statements. Yep, it's politically it was just, pointed. Yeah. yeah. The smokers. The They're smokers. the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to drive it home a little bit and have them all smoke. Yeah. yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was looking for the tobacco tree farm or whatever that they were going to have on the ship somewhere, like down below. They'd have the hydroponics lab or something, but. Right. Wasn't there? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Immortan Joe had a hydroponics lab. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to help us to compare it to Fury Road. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. Well, I mean, but it was the Fury Road of its time, I suppose, right? I mean, like Mad Max. What was the last Mad Max movie? Was Thunderdome? That was eighty-five. Yeah. This is ten years later. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was earlier than that. No, nope. Thunderdome's 85, Road Warriors 81. One. Eight, Road Warriors 81, you're right. right. Yeah. Technically 79, but released here in sure. 81, right? Yeah. But yeah, I guess they were just itching for a new something version of that, and they're just like, let's go on the water. Yeah. Let's, let's have I'm telling you, it was no it, it was no coincidence that he started writing the screenplay in 86. Mm, no right. coincidence. Yeah, yeah. Still no thinking coincidence. About that. Yeah. Sweet, sweet Mad Max money. Yep. <laughs> And then a few years later, the Exxon Valdez happened, and he was like, oh, yes, yep. I can work Tying. this in. <laughs> yeah. I did, I did like the ginormous explosion at the end. Appreciated that. The flare into the, the oil tank. There's quite a few. I mean, I, I like going back to like the production design or production value of the action stuff. Well, I thought that with uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, right? Mm-hmm. When I went back and watched that not too long ago. Like, I've never really thought of Kevin Reynolds as like an awesome action director. Cause yeah, a lot of the yeah. times, even in this, it seems like the action choreography isn't like what they're doing. What the stunt team is doing is cool, but I don't know if we're covering it from right from the, the best angles. angles. Yeah. To get- yeah. 
But what they're doing is cool. And yeah. like, it's what Robin Hood does. Cause you can go back and watch Robin Hood. It's like Robin Hood's kind of awesome, you know? Yeah. And this one is like that action, you know, multiplied. And it's like, oh, this, that's actually kind of cool. But what he doesn't do that I noticed that George Miller does um, is for Fury Road, he would frame everything up pretty much like the dead center. dead center because there's so much shit going on that the only way that you can track really oh, good, what's yeah. happening is by centering everything up. <clears throat> and there's a lot of there's stuff going on off to the sides, it seems like, you know, in this movie yeah. mm-hmm. where I think that's where you're like. I don't know where we are. What? Where are we? Are we behind this thing? In front of this thing? Where were we just a minute ago? We're mm-hmm. on the other side now, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's jump around. The score didn't help him out any. No, no, it no. did not. Like did it. not do any favors. Hmm. Hmm. Anything else to say about a uh, water world here? Or are we are we wrapping this up? Do we go to uh, the mailbag and the the wrap ups? Did they find land, Colin? Oh shit! I mean. We- well, that'd be a spoiler, Holly. I mean, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to ruin the movie for anybody. I think you oh, should. Listening. For anybody who's like, oh, I think yeah, you should. Like, I, well, I think we should watch. <laughs> we established it was uh, Mount Everest, right? They, yeah. that they landed. Oh, that's on, right. So, we did. Yeah. We did. You're right. They did. They landed, but the, the mariner can't take it. He can't stay. He doesn't belong there, Colin. And he's getting uh, <laughs> land sick. Land sickness. Don't yeah. think that's a thing. I don't think that's it. Is. That's the thing. It is actually. You know if you're if if you're water. if you're on water for a significant amount of time and you go to land, you will get the same effects of, really? of motion sickness. Sure, yeah. That's, that's, that's so weird. Yeah. Where you're at. Your equilibrium's yeah. all like. Yeah. I got to do this, and it's not doing it. Oh yeah, it'll fuck you up. Yeah. This seems like science. I think Myth Mythbusters needs to get on a Waterworld episode. Test all this shit. Would the Exxon Valdez out to water for <laughs> Test that. Yep. Would the Exxon Valdez last five hundred years? They're like, it's all true. Yeah. <laughs> for the cult classic movie. Dry land, I've seen it. World. Yeah. It's pure dirt. Well, all right then. Would it be time to summon our mailman Igor? And we'll read comments from our listeners. Igor, bring us the mail. Masters, masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. Why, thank you, Igor. Thanks, Igor. Igor, He's got that nice, like, six-pack ring vest on today. Yeah, he's going to wear that look. Yeah. It looks good. It it works for him, you know? He's still got, oh, Jesus. He's still like a dolphin. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're supposed to cut those up before you wear them. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably his pen at this point. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Thanks, Igor. All right, so Igor has brought us the mail, and uh, you can write in to us, and we hope that you do, on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. My Twitter. At Sat Freak Show. Email. Uh, Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. Or on Instagram at Saturday Night Freak Show. Holly almost left us there. (laughs) A space, dude. (laughs) All right, tonight... Sean Roger. Kevin Costner. No, Kevin Costner, please come down. It's too late. Kevin yeah, Costner, bring us the mail. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. Uh, oh, God damn, God damn it. God damn it. The joke was. We can never do that again now. No, we can't. The moment That's is passed. Like, That's it. We should have made it like Igor's dressed as Kevin, Kevin Costner. Kevin yeah. Costner, postman. Yeah. Oh, man. That's the joke. Oh. Don't, too late. Missed opportunity. All right. Well, Sean Roger writes in and says he hasn't watched Waterworld since it came out on VHS. 
So all I can remember is Dennis Hopper's shitty fake eye and Kevin Costner drinking his own piss. I think that's all anyone remembers. So the very first scene of the movie, which yeah. is Kevin Costner drinking his own piss, just so you're right in that world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. and we were thinking, like, in his little purification system, he needs, like, some ice or something. So you're drinking war- warm, warm purified yeah. piss water. Yeah, because he peed right into it. Uh, Elkie's... Elkie Spangle, I'm sorry if I butchered your name, writes in and says, I love this movie. Kevin Costner is the best actor. Uh, Casey IFC (laughs) writes in and says, it's badass. Wow. There you go. And Tiger Pan writes in and says, Waterworld's an awesome movie. It was everything people wanted in a movie. Uh, Strong hero, humor, action. It's exciting. What more do people want? Uh, I have we'll new, get to it in wrap-ups. You'll find out. I institute a new rule. <laughs> if you write in with comments like this, you have to tell us the last time you watched it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's got to be yeah. I yeah. saw this in 1995, and exactly. it was fantastic. Yeah. Like, I want to know when you last watched it. Mm-hmm. So if you write in and say things are awesome, just for my benefit, tell me the last time you watched the movie. All right, about our uh, episode we did on Predator 2, Steve Hyden writes in. Steve. And says, uh, Predator 2 was the first movie that made me think, damn, that should have killed him. Danny Glover took a beating and a half in that movie. You and me both, Steve. We both thought that should have killed him. But Danny Glover, man, he just, he can take a beating and keep going. Because mm-hmm. he's Danny fucking Glover. Danny mm-hmm. fucking Glover. That's right. Action hero. Yeah. Should be in more action movies. I think, listen to our Predator 2. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, about our episode on The Lost Boys, William Douglas writes in. And he says that his favorite quote of the entire podcast was if Fright Night and the Goonies had a baby, it would be the Lost Boys. He totally <laughs> agrees. Mm-hmm. He says, I started renting this movie when it first hit the video stores back in the 80s and absolutely loved it. Awesome podcast and keep up the great work. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, about uh, on that podcast, Sean said that he and I were starting the Jamie Gertz fan club. Mm-hmm. Dom mm-hmm. Cree wants to join. He says the hair clinches a yes vote. Okay. From him. <laughs> I can guess Dom's age from that quote. Yeah. <laughs> so what, is he going to be the treasurer then? Because you got president and vice That's president, right. I assume yeah, he's yeah. so treasurer. Jamie Gertz fan club. <laughs> and then, but then you posted that picture, and I was just like, ugh. That might have been from Solar Babies. I don't was, know. Yeah, probably. Right. Solar Babies was. is pretty uh, bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That looks, yeah. 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 That's on our Facebook page. Ooh, I'll take Check that, that out. Lost Boys and uh, I'll even take... Uh, and we were also talking about the, uh, yeah, I was seeing that all over the used places today. Twister ever on VHS. Almost bought one. No, that's not true. No. Um, we were also talking about the Saturday Night Live digital short about Sergio. Mm-hmm. Did you get a chance to see that? I watched Sergio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was delightful, like, wow, wasn't it? Wow, this is obscure. Yeah, it is. It's a deep cut. Yeah. But I, I like you for doing it. Thank you. Uh, but uh, Robin Lineman Silverberg writes in and said, I had to search this out after you mentioned it, laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. And uh, Schlock Up File says, That's my favorite Saturday Night Live digital short of all time. It's a good one. Uh, yeah. Sergio. That's funny. From the like, Lost why? Boys. Well, because if you're in on the joke, it's that yeah. much more funny, but it's still funny even if you're yeah. not in on it because it's, it's just so it's absurd. It's yeah. so random. Yeah. Sergio. <laughs> All right, so that means we're going to go around the table and give our final reviews on Waterworld, and you're going to find out what we all thought, what, who liked it, who didn't like it. We're about to find out, starting with... Colin! What did you think of the masterpiece that is Waterworld? 
I like the way you're loading that question. Early. Yeah, right there. Um, okay, so yeah, I haven't seen this since 1995. It turns out I thought I had, actually, Holly, when you said you were going to bring this to I'm like, I've seen Waterworld like on one of the home video formats since then. I think we all think we have. Yeah, yeah. but watching it tonight, I'm like, I haven't seen this since the theater. <laughs> this is amazing. It's been a long time. And I guess the things that did stand out and impress me about that era of filmmaking was the stunt work. Pardon me. And some of the, uh, some of the humor, um, you know, one line, whatever, you know, like the little girl's waving to the smokers and he's like, what are you thinking about? And smacks her outside the head. You know, or like some of the- I know. That was genuinely funny. That was funny. Yeah. I mean, I liked his, I like Kevin Costner's character, even though he was a, uh, you know, curmudgeon, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of a Okay. So maybe I didn't, <laughs> let's say I didn't like him, but I like the commitment to the performance of the character. I like yeah. the, the, the idea of the commitment to this character who's just like, <clears throat> you know, just going to be an asshole. And that's why I thought it was disingenuous when all of a sudden he wasn't anymore. Cause I'm like, that's not in the character that they set up. Like this guy's irredeemable. He's been out there for too long. And I don't see based on what's in the movie and assuming that this is the stuff that's missing. I don't see how his heart softens for these two people who all they seem to do is annoy the shit out of him, mm-hmm. you know, destroy uh, and destroy his boat right all over it. And he's like, get the fuck off my, don't talk to me. He's shaving their heads at one point. I mean, it's like, this guy does not like these people. And then all of a sudden they're, you know, his best friends. I'm like, why he didn't chuck him off the boat at the beginning. So that stuff, it doesn't make sense. And so to me, and so I couldn't follow that. I couldn't get behind it. But beyond that, the, uh, <clears throat> The set pieces, I think, are the thing that, you know, and just the scale of the production, it is something to behold. Uh, and the stunt work is really cool. And the action, you know, I think does, um, you know, satisfy the requirements of what you're buying into with an action movie. However, <clears throat> I think the villains are totally ridiculous. Um, they're like, they walked in from another movie or something, or, you know, as Michaela was saying, the whole way, like, this movie's all over the place. It's true. It's like, it's tonally inconsistent, mm-hmm. um, especially whenever they show up. So it's like, you know, I, I get that they're trying to make a, you know, it's a political zinger, right? By making these people oh, all yeah. fish. And, you know. No zing. Yeah. No, it just kind of. Minimal zing. Minimal zing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So just I thought that that kind of was uh, just out of left. Like, you know, again, you look at Fury Road, which I watched strangely this week and forgot to mention this earlier. Uh, but that is one of the greatest movies of all time. All right? time. Mm-hmm. But all time. The, the MacGuffin in that actually you buy into it more like, OK, I get why this guy is going after these people, why he would mm-hmm. be pursuing them in this you know, again, we were saying earlier, like once a states, like we want to find dry land too. Why? Because we want to bulldoze a fucking tree. We've never seen a tree. We're just, we want to burn them down mm-hmm. and do all this in the name of destruction. It's like, why do you want this so bad? I just don't get it. You make no sense. You're just a caricature. And so that really does, uh, you know, hamper in the movie. Um, but I think I'd still recommend it. You know, um, I enjoyed watching it again. I mean, not that I'm going to revisit it, you know, anytime soon. I mean, it's not, you know, it's a competently made, I think, you know, big um, bombastic action movie and the parts of it that uh, that uh, 
the appeal to you work. So I got to say, you got to check it out. Sea Water World. Michaela, what do you think? So this movie, like the production is really something like really something worth watching. I think that the production is just like it holds up really well. It looks really nice. There's a lot of detail. You know, we were talking about the Lost Boys, how like those scenes were just crammed full of props. Like this scene, it's like they're crammed full of props, but it's like a quarter mile long island crammed yeah. full, mm-hmm. full of props, you know? So it's just that much bigger. And I think the details in the costume design are really nice. The stunt work is really good. Um, I, the story and the pacing of the story just is where it really falls apart for me. And like the motivations of the characters are hard to understand if they're even there at all. And it just feels like, like the editing is really, I think what fails this movie. I feel like they probably shot something that was much more easier to follow and made more sense. But I think the editing, cause like, Nobody wanna sit around yeah, 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 pretty yeah, much, yeah. Pretty like much. the editing is just, I think where this movie really, really fails. Like, and it makes me wonder if Sean, what you're saying is true is that Kevin Costner's like leaning over some guy's shoulder saying, no, keep that in, keep that in, keep that in. And that's why we get this movie that we've got. You've seen this story done a million different ways better. That's the thing. You've seen that story of like, this kid's really important to our society's survival and we need to get them to point A to point B. That's, you know, the video game and soon to be movie The Last of Us, you know, that's... um, Midnight Special. Yeah, Midnight Special. That's uh, even, you know... Potential spoilers for Logan. That's Logan, you know. That's even recently. That's Logan. You know. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you've seen this kind of premise done a million different ways, better and more interesting. And it's just it's so long. And we watched the shorter version. I can't even imagine what's in a three-hour version. So I wouldn't recommend it just based on its length and based on its like inconsistencies. I think if you've seen a trailer, if you've seen clips of it, or if you know like the history behind it, that's all you need to know about this movie. So I wouldn't recommend it. Um, Michaela, I think I have to agree. I never thought we'd be sitting here watching Waterworld. I'll just say that. I never thought we'd be sitting here watching Waterworld, let alone that it would actually get a recommendation. Um, yeah, I'm surprised so by that, that, too. I'm surprised, too. This is why you stick around. Yeah, yeah. Like, I never thought that was yeah. going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we said, I mean, the things you go for this, like, story is just out. Story is not something you go to this movie for. Uh, production value, I think it's great. I love the way everything looks in this movie. Everything is feels uh, acceptably old. I mean, I know it's like 500 years, like 20, the year 2500. Like, mm-hmm. that seems way too far in the future for some of this stuff to still be around. Obviously, yeah. jet skis and whatnot. But if we just said it was farther in the sometime in the distant future, everything feels uh, in place for that. And everything looks good like that. It's all like grimy and it feels like it's been on the water forever. Mm-hmm. So, production value of this movie is uh, extremely. Good. I really like that about that. Stunt work, also very good for this movie. Again, most of it is real, and I can't watch mm-hmm. a movie and see all the real stunt work going on and not uh, appreciate it or like recommend that to people. Um, but we get a story that is just, and like we said, you've seen it better elsewhere. And I think there's too much in the offerings that you get nowadays, everything that Michaela has mentioned where you can get this story from that better. Um, There's a lot of good elements to it, and if you don't care so much about story, you could go back and watch Waterworld, but I would, uh, I mean, I would watch other movies in lieu of this one, so it's close, but I can't recommend Waterworld. Like, the story and other such things, and it just puts me off too much to recommend it. It's close, but again, not so much. So, Mm -hmm. go on Waterworld. Yeah, um... (laughs) 
<laughs> Sean can't even look at it right yeah, now. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it's my piece on Waterworld. Um, yeah, no, I, I I agree with you guys. This is um, this is the definition of a guilty pleasure movie because the only reason you would watch it is for the the action, the explosions, the stunt work. For like a legit movie, it's it, it's way too lacking. Um, I think I got made fun of for wanting to rent this movie as a young child. Yeah. Because Waterworld was a big fascination of, of mine yeah. when I was younger, when I was like 10 or 15, what have you. And my, I think my family made fun of me for renting this as much as I did from the video store. No, I, I, I honestly, I, I think I think that's kind of where everyone's at because I – I bought this a while back <laughs> because I was like, that, yeah, what? You were in the middle of that statement. You were like, rethinking yeah. things. Like, Why? I bought this, <laughs> like, right in the middle of it. I bought this a while back because, you know, when you're you're just like, oh, dude, I love that movie when I was a kid. So you just buy it because yeah. you have this, like, fondness for it. Yeah. So I bought it a while back, but I never actually got to watching it until tonight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's why you own the Blu-ray. All right. Just wondering. That explains something. Things. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I yeah, I put, actually put it in yesterday. I was like, oh, I wonder if there's any special features. There aren't, by the oh, way. Really Jesus, there's no, not. nothing. What? There's nothing. What? There is nothing. But we know they exist. Like yeah. they definitely. Yeah. Exist. I know they exist, but they're wow. not on this disc. Um, so yeah, I, Shout Factory. Shout yeah, Factory. No, yeah. don't don't waste your Shout Factory. Give dollars. us the Water World we deserve. <laughs> shout Factory. We have other requests that you can fulfill. Yeah, Shout Play too. Please, Shout Factory. Let's, let's do it up. Um. Yeah, no, I like I said, this this movie is it's one of those movies that it, for some reason as a kid it's very fascinating. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know if it's the the apocalyptic feel. It's the girl from it, Andre, is what it is. Like you it's watch the Andre, girl from and Andre. Like, oh, it's the girl from Andre. I know that girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I know exactly, her. That's exactly how I sounded as a ten year old when I said when I saw this. Movie. I know that girl. I know her. She's from Andre. <laughs> Exactly how it sounds. Um, but there, there is something very fascinating about the concept of this movie, um, and you, you want it to, you want it to play out. <laughs> you, you really do. <laughs> you really do. No, but there are, like we said, there are some really entertaining components to this movie. It's just that the components that would make it a good movie are not there. That's the problem. It's entertaining to watch. Like I, there, there are moments that I think we all had fun watching it, mm-hmm. um, but it's just. I very much agree. The editing just thrashes this movie. Like, it really does. Um, there there are so many pieces to this puzzle that were either cut out or just never there to begin with that completely take away from what it could have been because there are some really great stunt work. There's some really great explosions. There's, like, 2,000 costumes in this movie. Like, it's crazy. Mm. The production value is insane. That, Like Michaela said, they literally built an island that's, like, a quarter of a mile it's insane. Um, so in that aspect, it's really interesting to watch. Um, but beyond a guilty pleasure movie, I don't know if I could honestly tell anyone to go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Is this one of those that lives better in your memory than it does on yeah. the screen? I think so. so. You really I, should spend two hours and 15 minutes watching this movie. Like, it's like it's hard. Yeah. Like if I'm going to tell someone to watch a post-apocalyptic movie for two hours, I'm going to tell them to watch Fury Road. Mm-hmm. You know, like and mm-hmm. it's just... And then they're like, things. but I want something more. I've seen Fury well, Road. Oh, it's well, something you're not more. Get you're like more Waterworld, yeah. dude. There's okay. not more in that. <laughs> that's not that's not one to one. I think I think if you are a person who just likes the and the concept of post apocalyptic world, then you should check it out because Why do I feel this movie is for Tom. 
Is this, yeah. is this a Tom movie? Is this, this like a Tom, Tom movie? movie? It might be a Tom movie. I feel like it's a Tom movie. We should ask him sometime. Yeah. I'll text him later. Um, yeah. Oh, also, by the way, just in case any of you are scared of the world becoming a water world, when when the ice caps completely melt, it's only going to be a few hundred feet, so we're good. <laughs> we're good. Yeah. Just move inland. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted you to know, in case we you're are. worried. Colin, we are. Yeah. <laughs> we're in no, Illinois. We're, we're fine. But not everybody. No, like, right. listening to the sound of our voice. Yeah. Uh, you people in New Orleans. If you hear New Orleans, you're listening to New, New Orleans. New Orleans, Miami. Can we New just York. vacate New Orleans at this yeah. point? Yeah. I got friends down there. Get, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you, if you have a, a specific fondness for this movie from your childhood, then yeah, go back and watch it. But if you've never seen it, you can probably skip Waterworld. There you go. All right, that's the final word. I can't believe that I recommended one. The person who brought the movie yep. didn't put up an argument for it. In her defense, it. she hadn't <laughs> True, watched yeah. it since 1995. It, so. I was 10. See, you never know what's going to happen. We will keep you guessing till the very wow. end. We should play like some type of, we should have odds on this. At the we beginning, should. Yeah. We should start betting. Change oh the God, podcast yeah. and like, you, okay, bet now. Who's going to bet? Yeah. That's genius. That's All right, so uh, <laughs> next week we're going to be watching a movie that's chosen by Michaela. I know you guys stop. <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. I got it now. Okay. Looking, Michaela pointing at herself. Holly's like, ah! <laughs> I know what's going on. Damn it! You have a few options, and everybody just loses faith in you. Michaela, what will we be okay. watching next week? <laughs> We're gonna continue our summer of canon. Uh, yep, we're still rolling with that. Rolling. <laughs> we're gonna. What do we have left. <laughs> There's a lot left, actually. <laughs> we we could do probably three years straight and just mm-hmm. canon stuff. But we're gonna sure. we're gonna um do a ride along with a Marion Cobretti, and we're gonna watch Cobra. Oh, oh! <laughs> Colin is overjoyed. Finally, as long as you can watch Cobra. The irony is, like, I had the DVD. I was in the used store. I bought the Blu-ray. Haven't watched it. Now, there we go. until now next I get week. to finally yep. watch the there Blu-ray that I got October. Yeah. This is where we find out that it's no good. I mean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> what is the luck of the freak show? It's just like, I'm going to bring it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> we'll find, we'll find out next week. All right. Well, until then, we hope you'll join us. And uh, the basement is going dark. <laughs>